Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Hi, everyone. My name is Cristiano Veloso. I'm the founder of Verde Agritech PLC, and I would like to thank you very much for joining us for our Q1 2021 results meeting. Um, if you're watching it live, thank you very much for taking your time to be here with us to contribute, sending questions, which we'll pretty much look forward to answering all of them later on during the presentation. Thank you for attending it. So you can listen to our Chief Financial Officer, Felipe Paulucci, giving the financial presentation for the quarter. And if you're watching it on YouTube, thanks very much for doing the same. Thanks very much for, for your interest in Verde AgriTech PLC. Um, I will allow then Felipe Paulucci to begin the presentation now. And if anyone has any question, I believe there is a little, at the bottom of the screen, there's a Q&A symbol, which you can click and start sending questions as the presentation progress. So one more time, thank you very much for being with us here today. And Felipe, please, please go ahead. Thank, thank you, Cristiano. Can you see my screen now? I think so, huh? Yes, we can. Yes. So thanks everyone for joining. Uh, I'm gonna present the Q1 2021 results uh, for everyone. So first we have our disclaimer, which will be uh, publicly later in our website and, and everywhere to, to, to look in details, everyone if it needed. Uh, beginning with the Q1 highlights, uh, I'd, I'd like to say that we still remain with a good uh, 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 credit limit approved of over 22 million Brazilian reais uh, with, an, with an average interest rate of close to 1.1% per month. Uh, currently, uh, the company has a total loan of uh, close to 10.5 million Brazilian reais, most of it in long-term perspective uh, from three to five years uh, uh, time of, of loans. Uh, we've, we've, we've ended Q1 with 2.02 uh, cash held by the company with an increase of 150% year on year. Uh, a, bit on, a bit on profitability, gross margin increased also to 41% in Q1 2021 compared to 35% last year. Sales increased by 63% in Q1, and the company recorded a net loss of $1 million in Q1 2021, what is in line with the company expectation for the first quarter, mainly due to the seasonality of, the, of our business. Uh, revenue increased by 63% in Q1, uh, and uh, if you consider and exclude the exchange rate impact, we'd say that our, our growth in revenue is over 110% year on year. Operational, the company is still full permitted to mine uh, 482,000 
tons per year. Plant one is in operation with bags since uh, beginning of the year, end of 2020. And currently 4% of our sales are uh, in this product already, the bags. Uh, and 14% of the orders in the, the quarter end was already with, with bags. Uh, we expect to launch a new technology in a few weeks and our webinar will be held on June 9. Everyone is invited and you're gonna receive also invitation by uh, email and newsletter. In the right side of the screen, you can see that uh, we, we had uh, another strong first quarter and growth. Uh, the company uh, has announced already in the last press release, 10% uh, increase in our uh, revenue guidance to 55 Brazilian million reais against 50 million that we had before, which represents already a 56% growth year on year, year on year. So what's, uh, what's good to highlight as well is that if continues to see this strong growth, we will we, we, we'll be probably improving also this target again in the coming quarter. Hopefully it happens soon. Uh, the, company, the company continues to make investments in hiring qualified employees uh, what also we will be explained later, you, you also, of course, and impacts our SGNA expenses. Moving to financial statements, um, financial statements in the next chart, you can see Q1 in the left side, 2021, Q1, 2020 in the middle, and in the right side, the, the, the comparison year on year. Uh, as I've mentioned, the revenue grew over 63%, production costs a bit lower, 48%, uh, and in consequence, our gross margin uh, increased close to 100% to 342,000 Canadian dollars. Gross margin also increased uh, to 41%. Uh, this gross margin growth is mainly due to uh, CIF sales, uh, what impacts here in, in, our, in our revenue. Sales expenses, uh, growth of 26% and general expenses, 66% uh, year on year comparison. I have two charts later to explain a bit more in details. And, uh, and the operation profit loss before no cash events, uh, we are a bit worse than last year, 34% uh, uh, worse than 2020, uh, mainly due to general expenses. Uh, Going, going down at profit and loss, we, we've ended the quarter with a loss of $1 million against 792 last year. And this $1 million was already expected by the company for this quarter. A bit on, on, on values per ton, which is very important to our business as well. You can see the ton sold, uh, we had 17,000 tons against 10,000 last year. Revenue per ton, uh, is, is a wash. We are $50 against $50 last year. Uh, and the product cost per ton uh, decrease on 10% uh, uh, here, mainly due to exchange rate impact yeah, that reduced our Brazilian real, co uh, our costs in Canadian dollars. Uh, in the end, gross margin of 41% against 35% last year. A bit uh, on sales, uh, you can see here in the left side per quarter, the volume sold by the company uh, in Q1, as you can see, uh, we came from 2018 of zero. Our, our factory was uh, concluded in Q2 of 
end of Q2 2018, and then 2019 just 1,000 tons, 2020 10,000, and now we are already on 16,000 uh, in the quarter, the first quarter of the year. Um, so that's that's a good comparison, and you can see that in three years you come from 1,000 to two years basically, from 1,000 to 16,000 tons in the, in the trimester. In the right side, revenue also sold, shows a, a, a relevant increase uh, and, and shows a trend of, of growth that we are expecting for the coming years as well. Uh, from 154,000 in 2019 to 510 and then 831,000. On sales general and administrative expenses, uh, as I've mentioned before, the company is investing in people, high qualified people that uh, want to support our growth and also uh, to, to achieve our customers' expectation on an extremely high level. So it, of course, costs us a bit, and then it explains why our sales and expenses, uh, market expenses uh, increased for on 14% in Canadian dollars. And in the second line, the product delivery freight also increased. I can, I'm gonna show in the next chart as well. Uh, we are, we are folks, folks in, in CIF, which we can control much more uh, the, the date, exactly date that the client will, will receive the product and this help us in the factory as well. Uh, related on general expenses, uh, we have here a, a five or yes, five, five expenses that we opened in the presentation. General administrative that shows us in, shows was an increase of 118. Uh, and, and then IT, of course, IT, it's general, I'm gonna explain the next chart, but IT, you can say that's basically, we are working with uh, Salesforce. We, for example, when we, we we have additional expenses as well, or additional people, it, it costs to us as well here. Uh, and then in the end, total general expenses, an increase of 66% year on year. Uh, now chart number nine, uh, we have the sales expense in the left side, general on the right side. Uh, in the sales expenses, uh, we can see that the total growth is basically due to, due to total uh, marketing and sales, 14%, and then, and then freight. Uh, we, we can see that uh, freight, we, we had uh, like 14% uh, already in 2021 Q1. And in general expenses, also on the right side, you can see that the, the key point here is that we had additional 12 administrative employees. Uh, we've had counts increasing from 14 to 26. And also Q1 2021 uh, expenses uh, related to incentive compensation. Just a second, yeah. The last one here on chart, you can see FOB against CIF. FOB uh, is uh, the freight is is uh, responsibility of the customer. On CIF is the freight responsibility of Verdi. Uh, we can see the growth here. Last last year we had only 300 tons sold uh, on CIF, and this year we had already 6,600, 6, uh, which represents uh, around 14 14 percent of the of the 40 percent of the total uh, of the of the quarter so that's a huge increase that 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 support 
supports in the, in the freight expenses, increase that bit of gross margin, but basically the, the good point of it is that the company uh, owns the calendar and uh, the schedule and the dates that we expect to each product to be uh, removed from our factory. What happened helps a lot our supply chain. On financial summary, a bit on revenue. So revenue uh, from sales, Q1 was 831,000 higher than last, uh, was 831,000, about 16.5 tons sold in a price of $50 per ton. Uh, this average per ton, as I've mentioned before, is pretty similar to last year. On profit, profitability, uh, sales increased on 63%. Uh, and the company recorded a net loss of $1 million. What, as I've mentioned as well, in line with the company's expectation for the first quarter, compared to a net loss of $792,000 last year. Uh, so, so this $216,000 increase is mainly due to additional expenses uh, in order to continue growing uh, in a accelerate pace while uh, upholding also the customer satisfaction. In gross margin, the end was 41% compared to 35 last year. On cash, the group uh, increased by 150% to a total of $2.02 million uh, on hand in the end of the quarter compared to 806 last year. Uh, one of the reasons here is the loans that we've, we've took the opportunity to take last uh, second semester of 2020. Uh, this helped us for our uh, cash flow perspective and is supporting our, our growth and, and, and long-term sales to the customers. Um, here we have a, a summary of the interest bearing loans and, and borrowings of the company that sums in the total the 10.5 or 10.3 million that I have mentioned the third chart. Uh, you can see that most of, of the loans are, are close to 10 to 12% what is uh, considered a, a good rate, uh, taking in consideration that the, the government in Brazil is close to 8.08% uh, per year in a, in a public bond. Uh, this chart shows a bit on exchange rate. You can see that the Canadian dollar and US dollar against Brazilian real uh, has the same trend. Uh, we had a huge, a big devaluation in the beginning of the, the COVID-19 uh, last uh, March 2020. And then uh, we had also a peak in the Q1 of this year. And then now we, we've reduced the, the Canadian dollars 4.36 and US dollars 5.29. Uh, but uh, actually compared, comparing any year on year, we are, we are uh, significantly uh, the real is significantly weaker than the Canadian dollar and, and US dollar. On potassium, potassium chloride price, we can see that we had uh, also last year after Q1, a big uh, relevant devaluation of the potassium price, CFR Santos Brazil. And now we do, you do see a trend and then we had in the last week, few weeks, an increase of the potassium price, uh, closing now in May, close to 300 55 to 306 dollars uh, per ton CFR delivered to Brazil. Uh, what of course is going to reflect as uh, soon in our, in our sales price and revenue and probably profitability. 
in the the second the second chart you can see a, a 30 year history uh, comparison uh, from May, May 1991 uh, for the last 12 months. So we can see that the price is not that low anymore, but we are, we can still have significantly increase in the coming months. This, this chart summarizes a bit in the year on year sales growth. Uh, the first uh, table in the top uh, shows the tons. Uh, we can see that 2018, 29,000 uh, tons, 2019, 119, 2020, 243, and now uh, our expectation here is close to 388,000 uh, tons. So it's a, a growth of 56% around. Uh, we had in the beginning uh, a target of 350,000 tons and a revenue of 50,000. And what we are revising so far is the revenue of 55 million Brazilian reais for 2021. Uh, the 16 chart number 16 revenue, we can, we can see this the full year revenue. Uh, 2020 Brazilian reais, we can see 2020 finalized with 35 million Brazilian, rea Brazilian reais. Uh, in the end of March, you had 3.5 million Brazilian reais of revenue. Uh, but we also had on hands at the end of the quarter additional another 14 million Brazilian reais of sales, uh, what make us confident to, to deliver this 55 million uh, Brazilian reais revenue target revised for 2021. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Cristiano, that's, that's, the, 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 that's it. I think uh, I'm, we are here to, for Q&A section, anything you need, I'm here to support. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Philip. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've received a few questions so far, but I was hoping for more. At the moment, there are only three questions. So, uh, um, let's start with, with them. But let's let's try to keep the interaction. Um, the the first question comes 
from Chris. And he's asking what impact is the local drought likely to have on your company target of 55 million reais for 2021? Chris is correct. It has been a little bit drier in some regions of Brazil this year. Some, uh, uh, it's not affecting all the country um, equally. Um, but the good news is that um, we're expecting some rain for Saturday, which would significantly improve things. Having made this disclaimer, the short answer for your question, Chris, is that we don't expect any impact from the local drought to our company target. We will carry on working as hard as we've been to make sure we can achieve or perhaps overcome this sales target for 55 million reais. The, the next question by Mark. Mark is asking, might it be possible to borrow money from a Canadian bank where the interest rates are far less than your local banks? Um, we've spoken to Canadian banks. Uh, um, there's always the possibility. One, um, we don't have any, any conversation ongoing with any bank, Canadian bank at the moment about, about a loan. Um, what usually happens, Mark, is um, when you are borrowing money in a, in a strong currency, let's say in Canadian dollars, in US dollars, um, and when your operations are in Brazil in a weak currency, very volatile, it's often more prudent for you to be borrowing funds locally. And when you adjust rates from a strong currency, when you adjust interest rates from a strong currency to a weak currency, uh, quite often they, they translate to be equivalent. Let's put it this way. Felipe, would like to add anything to Mark's question about- Yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah just one point that I think it should be good to highlight is that if we go to a, a loan in, in strong currency, as you've mentioned, I know it would be cheaper, the, the interest rate per year. However, we would need to hire a, a, a head, a financial head here in Brazil, hedge. And then the, the, this would cost maybe 8, 10%. In, in, you, know, you can say in the, the perspective of pandemic situation like we are, it might be also even not achievable. So in the end of the day, the cost could be much higher. Uh, it seems to be cheaper, but in the end of the day, it might be higher. So I prefer, the company preferred to, to, to take these loans in Brazil without currency and to avoid this, this currency mitigation, uh, even though you know that's not that cheap, uh, this, this kind of loan here. Having said that, oh, Philippe, if you could you please stop sharing your screen? So we have a, uh, um, so it's, it's a, sorry, sharing your, your presentation, your, your, but Mark. Um, by all means, if you want to lend us some money, we, we're open to it. We're open to, to listen to proposals. And if anyone watching on this presentation, watching this presentation on YouTube has some proposals, some suggestions from, from, from international lending, 
we're always open to 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 suggestions, and we do respect a lot the very strong background um, lots of our shareholders have in finance and 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 transactions, investment banking. Um, so we're always open to to listen and to to evaluate all the all the ideas um, for a fact. The next question comes from Jeff who is asking, have you noticed any change in farmers' attitude to trying new products given the substantial increase in grain prices and to a lesser extent, coffee and sugar? Um, yes, Jeff, we, we, we have noticed an increased interest from, from certain farmers to, to pay more attention to what we're doing, uh, um, but also some farmers, they, they uh, 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 it's, it's an interesting negotiation, isn't it? Um, so yes, we've increased our, our price from last year to this year, but it's interesting because when you talk to, to, to farmers, they, they, a lot of them, they, they, they aren't necessarily happy with the fact that our our prices went up um, considerably in comparison to, to what they paid last year. They, lots of the farmers, they have an expectation that the fluctuation wouldn't be as significant. Uh, in that context, of course, we have to remind them about, um, well, essentially two things. The first one, which is that everything is going up, as you said, you know, whatever they're producing has also gone up a lot in, in price. Um, and the second aspect is how um, fertilizers, they are priced um, even when they are produced locally, even when they produce domestically, they are priced against um, the international commodity or, or in, in, in connection to the international commodity. So for example, um, Petrobras that produces urea in Brazil, or for example, Mosaic or Yara that produces phosphate fertilizers in Brazil. Even though it's produced in Brazil, when it comes to them for pricing their products, they, um, they, they don't necessarily discount the price because, because it was locally produced. So that's a bit of the, the conversation we have with with some of our customers and some of our potential customers. Um, the next question comes from Chris. Um, did Philippe mention the value of pre-sales orders when projecting your revenue for 2021? Did he say 40 million or 14 million reais pre-order sales in Q1 for 2021. Do you want to answer that one? Yeah, uh, 14, one four. Uh, we had uh, pre-orders in the end of Q1, uh, which is pretty higher than, than last year. What makes us more comfortable to achieve the 55 million Brazilian reais uh, in the end of the year. Thank you, Felipe. The, the, the next question, uh, thank you, Vong, for attending our call. Thank you for being our 
a loyal customer in, in Brazil. Um, and Ron is asking, um, how is process to produce K40 from extraction to storage? What is the necessary infrastructure? Um, so we operate with, it's an open pit mine. Uh, um, we extract the ore from, from, from the mine pit. This is transferred to our industrial facility. In our industrial facility, the product is, is crushed and then it's, it's ground. Then we separate. So the product is, is of the correct fineness. The setup of this operation is what was developed with the inspiration from Cambridge University, which is what we call our Cambridge Tech, one of our technologies. Um, and it is, it is essentially that up to the production. Then we, we store the product. We, can, we either store it in, in, in sheds or when it's for bulk delivery, or we store it in, in totes or big bags, how they are known in Brazil. The second question, what's the necessary infrastructure? So of course it's the site, it's the mine, it's the transportation link between those two. Requires a lot of electricity because of the, the uh, uh, production process. Um, so I hope I, I've answered your, your, your question. Um, next question by Jeff. Felipe mentioned that your admin head count increased by approximately 2x to support your ramp up in sales. How should investors think about your ability to grow sales moving forward in regards to leverage per employee? Um, we've always, Jeff, been very understaffed in, in Verde and growing as fast as we've been um, we, we realize like often how understaffed we are in, in a number, in a number of areas. Um, and trying to answer more objectively your question about how should investors should think about the ability to grow sales in regards to leverage per employee. Um, it is our expectation that as people or better trained as the process or better designed and implemented as we improve our um, systems. For example, we are setting up SAP now for, for, for the admin uh, SAP, for the admin uh, um, sector as, as we're getting ISO. So as, 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 as those types of systems, as they improve, we would expect an increase in productivity. The other important aspect here is um, when we went to build our team, we had the choice between hiring very experienced people to their day-to-day -day activities. Let's, let's put it this way. Um, but very experienced people and very good people um, 
they would completely blow up our our um, our treasury. Our cost would literally be five to six times greater than what it is in terms of admin, in terms of sales. What I'm answering now here also applies to sales. Five to six times for us to, to get very good people and very experienced people. You would be looking at five to six times higher costs than what we currently have. The other alternative we have would be to hire experienced people, but mm, not necessarily not necessarily the best in class, not necessarily the best people uh, 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 in the market. Uh, uh, in which case you would get the experience, but you wouldn't get um, extraordinary people, let's put it this way, working for Verde. The path we took, and I'm very pleased about the fact we've taken this path, was to um, hire people by, by, by their characteristics, by their personalities, by their behavioral traits, uh, with the sort of profile we wanted for each one of the positions. And when we created those profiles for each one of the positions, be it sales, marketing, admin and we when we went out and advertised those positions um we had you know for some of the some positions we had like more than ten thousand people uh um answering all the different questions you need to create this this sort of personality profile and then um the system would rank yeah. all of those ten thousand people according to what we had originally established, which would be the, the requirement we had. And then we would go and talk to the top three people from, 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 from 10,000 personality um, profiles. And often what we were finding was that up between those three, you would have one person, all of the three would be like, excellent you know like would be would be phenomenal in terms of 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 the characteristics we were looking for but often you would have one person there who would be experienced and and but would be already in a very successful career would already be earning a significant amount of money and would already be employed and would only be looking to verde because it really believed in our purpose really wanted to be part of what we're doing um, and then the other two people who, who we would find would be young, young people, recently graduated, uh, 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 or many cases, even like in the last year of, of university. So we've essentially been able to hire a whole generation of professionals who I have no doubt a few years down the line will and would become in other companies extremely successful professionals. Um, so that is the third approach we took and, and which was to hire this extraordinary quality of people, um, but lots of them still not experienced enough 
um, and with a cost which is significantly lower than if we had gone for this experienced personnel of, of similar capacity. Um, so to wrap up the answer to your question, Jeff, I, I understand and I really believe that the productivity and delivery from this, this, this team we've built is going to grow so much. The, the advances, the improvement are going to be so exponential that I do expect a significant increase in productivity. And I do expect to be able to be leveraging a lot the, the delivery per um, employee. Um, Couple of good books on that, that topic, but a really good one is No Rule Rules about the culture in Netflix. There's another good book which is Ray Dalio Principles, which, which helps. And then of course, there is Everything Store from, from, from Jeff Bezos. I think those are three books which kind of like have inspired us to go down that, that path. Next question by Otto. Um, I worry about logistics. What is the plan to transport the production growth? Otto, um, that's, uh, that's um, an important worry. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something we, we always, we're always trying to plan ahead. Um, we've hired a phenomenal guy who is our head of logistics. He was with, with a big trading company, young, thirsty guy, extraordinarily smart. And he's doing a, an amazing job, not just managing our current challenges, but very importantly, preparing for the source of, of size we want, to, we want to achieve. Part of this plan, without going into a lot of detail, is, um, is establishing relationship with a lot of transportation companies, which are active, in, in the main routes we are, we're supplying. Another component of it is creating a robust database with independent drivers that work around that area and, and to the routes we're currently looking at. So we have this aggressive database. And the third leg of this strategy is really using a lot of systems to increase productivity. Um, so we have uh, um, some, some very useful systems. And one thing we recently implemented, which I think is interesting to mention here, is um, there is a system which, which the first person who mentioned it to me was our director, Michael St. Aldwin, which allows you to create, to, to, to get a square, any place in the world, uh, five by five meters. And that square will give you three words which if you give to anyone, they can find precisely that, that square in a map. Um, one problem we were having in the past was that a farmer to tell the transportation companies or to tell us where the farm is, was very subjective. You know, I go there, you turn right, and then you turn left. Uh, um, Google Maps wouldn't work the way you want in, in rural parts. So as of now, every time a, someone purchased a, a product for us, uh, one of the, the things we, we get is this specific coordinate where he or she wants the product to be delivered. So that makes it easier and more cost efficient 
for us to negotiate with, with transportation companies, but also makes the quality of our services better um, for the farmer who will have a higher guarantee that he will get the product, that get the product delivered. Next question by Ian. Please, can you break down the GNA general admin expenses, which appear to be 65% up? What proportion of the increase is staff? What else is driving this increase? A big component of that increase was bonus payment, and then some of it was the, the admin cost, uh, which Philippi also mentioned. Um, that concludes more. That there is another question I, uh, from Ben. He sent okay. through a chat, I, I didn't okay. know, not in the Q&A, but he's asking FOB against CIF, uh, now around one third of the volume from 3% in 2020. Uh, what's the reason of, for the change, please? And uh, what are the advantages, if any? That's his question. Do you want to answer? Yeah. Yes, yes. The, the, what, to, what we are trying to do is to drive our company, especially in the low season, uh, like Q1 and Q2, for a higher volume in CIF. Uh, one, one of the reasons is that we, when, when it's CIF, we have 100% of the control of the exactly day that we wanna, wanna load the trucks, the type of product and the mix, uh, if, if the, the size of the trucks, what matters as well. So it, uh, it's all related to logistics, how, how we can manage it. Once it's CIF, it's easier for the company to, to handle it. What we had in the past, we did not um, push a lot the clients for CIF sales. And one reason is that it costs for us uh, an additional uh, cash flow for sure, uh, because basically most of the time with, with 3PLs, we must pay them between 21 to 30 days. And sometimes we do selling much more than that. So what makes us uh, in two situations, or we, uh, we have on hand cash flow to support this operation, or we can go through to banks and, and and pick up the money, anticipate this receive this, this account receivable. Uh, and this year we are, we are much more prepared to do this CIF. And as, as Christian said, we, 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 have, we have now a logistic area that's responsible for that. And so far it's going very well. We are close to 100% on time in full with the orders uh, on CIF. So it's, it's going very well. And I think that's gonna be the trend and maybe I would say in the full year, maybe it's going to remain on 30% CIF or even 40 to 50% CIF. Thank you, Felipe. I, I, I would like to acknowledge the presence in this call of Dr. Derek Frey. What a, what a pleasant surprise to see you here, Professor Derek Frey. It's, it's a great honor to have you participating in our, in our presentation. I, I really look forward to, to connecting um, soon with you again. Professor Derek Frey, for, for some of you who, are, who have been with the company for a longer period of time, he is the key man um, behind our innovation, behind our technology 
uh, um, development, in, both in terms of inspiration and in terms of the, the work he carried out for us in the University of Cambridge uh, um, back a few years ago. Professor Derek Frey um, is a fellow of the Royal Society. He's one of the most distinguished scientists in, in the UK, and no doubt one of the smartest people I've ever had the, the pleasure of, of, of meeting. And one sentence, Professor Derek Frey, you taught me, which I, I probably repeat to everyone at least once every, every couple of days, is, is one thing you taught me in Cambridge, which is the importance of finding simple solutions for complex problems. So I very much remember us, you know, talking, have the meeting in your in your office, and you turn to me and say, Chris, I like finding simple solutions for, for complex problems. That has been extremely inspirational, uh, um, both for me and I'm sure for, for several people to whom I've shared this this story. So thanks, thanks a lot for, for attending um, our presentation. I, I can see, I think there's an, an, another question. Um, so the other question by Ian. So has last year's bonus been paid in this year's figures? Uh, I I don't wanna, wanna no, answer. No, that. no, no, uh, no. That uh, that was another type of incentive paid this year. The the last year was paid yes this year, but it was a lead book in 2020 results. Any any more questions, ladies and gentlemen, before we before we complete our um, before we complete our Q and A and Q four conversation? So Jeff, so Jeff says, question for Filippi: What's the average amount of time that you collect from farmers? So, well, uh, yes, the, the the average time. We have a very significant part of the sales in 30 days, uh, which normally we do not charge any interest rate on that. After 30 days, we do have a 1.39 uh, uh, interest rate per month uh, at this point. It's changed depending on the market situation and, and other factors. But I would say that the average collect receivables is around uh, three to four months in an average perspective. Thank you. 90 days, let's see. Thank you, Filippi. So it doesn't seem to have any more questions, but as always, we are equally available via email, via WhatsApp. So if anyone wants to discuss anything further, it's always a pleasure communicating with, with you all. I would like to thank very much each one of you who attended this, this, this live presentation, I would like to thank you for watching it on, on, on YouTube. And if you're watching it now on YouTube, and if you like it, um, please do not hesitate to share this presentation, to share a website with, with people who, um, like yourself, might be interested in, in joining us on our, on our quest to improve the health of the planet 
the health of, of everyone. So thanks a lot again and stay safe. See you soon for the technology launch Q&A session, which by now I would expect all of you either on YouTube to know about it already, or if you're watching it live to have subscribed so we can have a, another Q&A session, which I'm looking forward to in, in a few days. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.